good job. Perfect. Yes. So, you know, it'll, it's, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Maybe a little bit more editing in post, but I have extra day, so. Oh, Andrew. Should we let him in? There he, come on. Come on, buddy. Chicken so are you in Seattle? Yeah, we're both in Seattle. Nice. Yeah. How is it there? Sunny and 70 degrees today. Uh, amazing. Uh, I thought mm-hmm. it was supposed to hit close to 80. That's too hot. Close to 80. That sounds nice. It's too hot. Nobody has AC here. <laughs> Dang. Well, hopefully some nice breezes. High nice of 78. Oh, that's too hot, man. I'm going to box early in the day. Yeah. I'm going yeah. up disc golfing and then doing a backyard thing with the in-laws. Oh, turn yourself down. Turn it back down. That was too loud. You don't get to overpower this podcast. Uh, oh. doing some- <laughs> Jesus. Sorry. Talk, talk, talk. That's, that's fine. Your levels are fine. Whatever. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. So I guess. Cool. All right. This will be fine. Well, welcome to the Get Offset Podcast. My name is Emily, and my name is Andrew, and that's Julia from the band Rat Boys. Hi, Julia. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for coming back. Um, if for those of you who follow the podcast for at least a year, we had Julia on last year, right after kind of COVID hit. <laughs> We did a bunch of episodes about uh, where we talked to, you know, musicians and builders who were affected by COVID. Uh, and then we had Steve Selvage from The Hold Steady back because he was one of the first people we talked to. And we thought, why not try to bring back some other people that we'd had during that very short-lived series? Because we very quickly all got tired of saying, don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, we'll just do the series, you know, for a couple weeks. Yeah. Maybe a month. We did just do it for a couple weeks. It'll be over by Easter. Oh, Andrew. That took a little hard. Okay. Wow. Well, what's new with you, dude? Your background's <laughs> different. My background is different. In fact, everything in this room is different. Um, and he froze. Fantastic. Oh, no. Truly amazing. This is, this is going to be a fun one. It doesn't matter. All right. Well, what's new with you, Julia? <laughs> oh, well, you know, not too much. I, uh, I just got my second shot on Thursday. Nice. Uh, happy about that. And how you feel? You feel okay? Yeah, I feel great. Um, I was just a little bit tired and my arm was hurting, but other than that, my, uh, Dave and Sean both got their second shots recently and I think they had more side effects than I did. So yeah, I don't know, but. Hopefully everything's going okay inside my body. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, if I feel bad, it's fine. I heard that like getting hydrated uh, helps. Yeah, if you're hydrated. Yeah, water. Um, Lots of water. Uh, meanwhile, I'm drinking from a literal pint glass of coffee. Oh, nice. <laughs> Very good. I mean, true Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I don't know what happened to Andrew. This might be an Andrewless episode, but <clears throat> it wouldn't oh, be the first one. Poor um, guy. You know, he's had a bit of a rough morning. And then I oh, yell yeah. at him. <laughs> Listen, you can't, a- 
you can't just turn off your mic inputs, you know? Yeah, you gotta you gotta dial it in for sure. And you can turn up your amp on the stage as much as you want, but see, that's what you, you would think that's true, but I got yelled at a few times for for uh, you know, overstepping our bounds with, with stage. But that's okay. Yeah, yeah. You play um you play a fender amp, right? Yep, I do. I it's a I think it's a Fender Blues Deville. Mm. Um, much like the Dan Electro guitar that I talked with you about for that reverb piece, uh definitely bought that amp based on like looks alone. I didn't <laughs> didn't really know anything about it when I bought it. And actually the guitar store where I bought my first Dan Electro guitar just kinda like was like, Hey, we'll sell you the amp like with the guitar for like cheaper or whatever. So I was like, Okay, but nice. Is that- broken when i bought it so uh it was oh it was broken yeah if, if i tried to turn it up to a certain level it uh started making crazy noises but luckily uh <laughs> it's all good nice well yeah. um that's good andrew is andrew's back but uh before oh, is I, he good? yeah before we dig back into uh his what's new uh you mentioned the reverb article for those who are listening and don't know what julia's talking about I interviewed Julia for an article on Reverb.com about Dan Electro guitars. And thank you yep. for thank you for talking with me about that. Um, yep. You were one of the first people I reached out to, and you're also one of the only people to respond. <laughs> hey, I was really stoked about that. Thank you for thinking of me. It was, uh, yeah. I don't know, those guitars, I'm very loyal to, to those guitars, and it was cool to have a chance to talk about them, so... It was funny that the Reaver, uh, the uh, Dan Electro Raptors wouldn't respond to my emails. I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> I feel like yeah, people, all people would want to be a part of this. but <laughs> No, I'm not surprised at all. I've actually reached out to Dan Electro in the past um, because, you know, those are the only guitars I play. And I thought, you know, Fender is so artist-friendly with giving away. Like, they give artists guitars and basses and amps and shit, like, out the wazoo. So I was like, maybe yeah. Dan Electro do something else, like something similar. And yeah, they never responded to me. And I was like, well... Whatever. <laughs> it's fine. Well, but uh, they did follow us on Instagram after that piece hey. came out. <laughs> Same, you. actually. So maybe nice. get, a little, get a little closer. Maybe now you got an end. Because obviously they know about the article. Indeed. Well, only time will tell. Yeah. So, uh, Andrew, you're back. <laughs> I don't know what happened. My internet dropped for no reason for like a minute or two. <laughs> Um, so, you know, that's exciting. Um, yeah. So what's new with me is I'm in a new space, uh, and you could, if I do this and try not to break something, you can kind of see like all my crap and my windows and, you know, yep. And your, uh, Yvette, your Yvette Young green signature backdrop. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah. So that's one of the first things I moved in. Um, I don't know why, but I think it was probably just because it was in the middle of my other room. Um, Are you even going to use that green screen now that you're in this other room? Uh, probably. Okay. I, just maybe not all of the time. Because cool. when you, we use the green screen, we're going to need to start getting you to clap in because there's quite a bit of latency. Oh, really? Yeah, I have to okay. match the audio when I edit the videos. Good to know. Good to know. Um, it's weird. No, it's probably just the GPU on my PC that's, you know, 10 years old to try and keep up with modern technology. Those are certainly letters. Did you just turn up your volume again? I did not. I, I, I have not touched it. What the hell? All right, fine. 
It's fine. I, I'm beginning to wonder, is there something up with your interface? Because I don't touch my settings. I don't know. Probably. I'm not your average guitarist. It's like, cool, sound checking. Now I'm going to bump it up a little bit. We did talk about that already. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But, no, I, I I was up so well past midnight last night, kind of moving stuff into this room and trying to get a sense of settled. And I suddenly feel so much older than you because I definitely went to bed at 10 o'clock last night. <laughs> yeah, I watched I a couple I... episodes of Catfish and then we went to bed. Oh yeah, I've been up till midnight like every night for like a month now. Um, yeah, I'm I'm trying to keep up with everything, but um, yeah, so it's been a it's been a long week, but finally starting to make some progress, and every room in the house has moved. Um, so yeah, fantastic! Excited to have the new space, and looking forward to being able to build out whatever this backdrop is going to look like. I've got ideas; I'm not certain yet. Um, and also looking forward to uh, dealing with the echo in here. Mm. Nice. Yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully, <laughs> like putting a carpet in here and maybe hanging some things on the walls. Haters will say it's fake. Haters will say that room reverb is fake. Um, that 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 is a statement that could be made. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Side note, Dan Electros, I saw a hot take this week on the interwebs that said Rickenbackers are just Dan Electros for rich people. And I thought that was interesting. That's really funny. I I don't really want to disagree with that one is the thing. (laughs) I kind of agree as well. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I've enjoyed more Dan Electros than I have Rickenbackers. And the thing is, I want to like Rickenbackers so much. It's just something about them. Like, they look nice. I dig the aesthetic as soon as I pick them up and start playing like, eh, maybe this uh, 4,000 series bass isn't for me. <laughs> yeah, those bass are really heavy. I talked about that in the piece, like not like heavy sounding, but like physically extremely heavy. And so like Dave has a, what what's it called? Rickenbacker 4,000. Is that what it is? He's ignoring me. But um, yeah, it's, it's extremely <laughs> I can't like play that for more than ten minutes. <laughs> you know, my yeah. hurting. I'm just a baby when it comes to stuff, though. You're petite. Yeah, I just, uh, I just like you know, if there are lightweight options out there that sound great, then I'll go for that. You know. Well, it's like there even even Annie Clark when she was making the Saint Vincent model, she was like, it has yeah. to be lightweight because if I tour with Les Paul, I need to tour with a chiropractor. Nobody wants that. <laughs> yeah, I respect that. I that's one thing I've never played that guitar, but. I was reading about like when she put it out, uh, the shape of it and stuff was like designed for like a woman. And I think that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of lightweight guitars though, this, uh, my tuna tone over there probably comes in at like five pounds, maybe. Nice. Yeah. It's very small. So it makes me look very big, but I love that guitar. That's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah. So that Dan Electro piece was a lot of fun. Got a lot of comments. A lot of comments on the Facebook from people who didn't read the article. It was pretty amazing. Oh, really? I didn't even look. Well, there were actually, I think people didn't read like the history part. Like, Dan Electros never went away. I'm like, well, they didn't make them from 1969 to like the mid-90s, and then they didn't make them from 2001 to 2005. So yeah, they kind of went away. Twice. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> Twice they went away. People are lazy. 
Yeah, my first yeah, but those years- were uh, my first guitar pedals were Dan Electro. Other than the DS one and the Crybaby Wah, my first uh, pedals were all Dan Electro from that little lunchbox series. Yeah, but depending on what drugs you were using at the time, those decades might not even exist in your memory. So counterpoint. <laughs> I really, I really tried to just push yeah. you past that that joke. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of cocaine in the seventies. Lots of coke. Fleetwood Mac. Love it. Uh, Oh man, yeah, that green is so green. It, it it is very green. That's why it's 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 intentionally so. Yeah, Julie is no stranger to green screens. Is this is this yep. my puppy? Oh wait, is your cat in there? Hmm. What is he doing? What just happened? Melissa brought oh, me coffee. Your co- oh, your coffee. I thought you said, is that poppy? And then what, you it, went to the door and then you were like at this level. It looked like you were petting a cat still. I was not petting a cat. No, I was. Um, yeah. Getting, getting coffee. Orange. But is, Shout is, to Tom, our Patreon Tom for sending you that mug. Is uh, your spouse the only one that's allowed to get, bring you coffee on the podcast? Come on. I didn't. I did not imply that. <laughs> I was waiting for you to imply it so I could feign being upset about it and then you didn't so I decided to imply it anyways sometimes I don't like to make the joke that I know that everybody wants me to make but can I talk about what's new with me really quick before we start talking about fine. fine I got baby's first low sounds pedal nice the FM thingy made from a real deal radio shack intercom system that looks so cool it's basically awesome. a modu- it's a modulated lo-fi delay, and this LED shows you the 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 rate of the modulation, and this this lights up this talk icon lights up when it's on, and it's really cool. It makes me very happy. And then good. it has warnings on the back. Warranty void if opened. <laughs> Made for Emily. Built by huh? Aisha Lowe. That's so Aww. sick. Yeah, it's really cool. I like it. And I also got her uh, super fuzz that she makes. So uh, check out Aisha Lowe, friends, viewers, listeners. Uh, She's based in Oakland, California. It's her and her partner Fiona doing everything. Uh, And Fiona will do hand-painted enclosures that are really, really neat, too. So, um, yeah, big thanks to Aisha. I did buy the FM thingy, but she sent me a two-for-one with the super fuzz, which I very much appreciate. For disclosure, because people will say I'm bought and I'm sold and then I'm a corporate client. <laughs> which is hilarious. <laughs> cool. Alright, well, um, do we have any other sponsors, anyone else you want to thank before you finish sending off that text? Uh, no, sorry. I, my, oh, don't, I'm just teasing you. You don't need to explain. important happening that might involve the police. Oh, Jesus. Wow. You know what? Okay, so I'm just going to leave that super cryptic. (laughs) Listen, I got to talk about the one time I, like, the last time I had to call the police and just, like, what a cluster that was. I'd had someone, like, actually just walked into our office when I worked downtown and I'd ridden my bike into work that day and it got wet. So I put the shoes I was wearing on the bike along with some gloves and uh, just so they would dry out. And someone just waltzed in, stole them, stole my little lady size six and a half boots, 
Nice. So, thank God I had extra shoes at the office that day. God. Like, I had, like, my workout shoes. Otherwise, I would have not had shoes at the office that day. Um, but I had to call the police, like, a week later because the next day I was going on vacation. So I called the police and I, like, I'm like, here's a description of everything. Here's an approximate cost. Just because, you know, I want, like, statistics to be correct. And my boss told me he wanted me to call the police, I guess, to, like, have more, um, uh, like, push or pull with the building to like maybe improve security measures or something. The cop was so mean. He was so rude. And I was thinking, why, why do they have to send a police officer to just do this thing? That's essentially 99% of the time for insurance purposes. Police don't solve crimes. Like, like half of crime, half of major crimes, especially go unsolved by the police. So all you need is like an insurance form. Why do you need a police officer to do that? Because they don't want to be there. And now I'm rethinking my uh, career in corporate in the corporate world. Maybe it should just be be a criminal. So you can steal steal shoes, size six and a half boots, and catalytic converters from Priuses. Um, What made me mad was that the gloves were like a size women small, because I have you know smallish hands. Yeah, and the shoes were so small. All of those things ended up in a gutter. You can't sell any of those things. Yeah, it sucks. Uh, maybe his feet were smaller than they looked on the camera. <laughs> <laughs> well, it really uh, looked like that. Who's that? Who's that? Not Chris Delia, that other dirt bag from the TV show Silicon Valley. TJ Miller. Yeah, the guy. <laughs> we actually did have a camera. Because, like, another reason we called the police is, like, we know what the guy looks like because we got a really clear shot of his face. Looks so much like T.J. Miller from Silicon Valley. Maybe it was. Yeah. Thoughts, comments, concerns? I I would actually, how how far he has fallen if he's stealing my shoes. (laughs) No. What a world. Yes, it was unpleasant, and I don't envy you for having to deal with that today. Well, it is what it is. Uh, shall we hop into the episode? Yeah, let's talk. I don't know how much time we have left. Uh, on, so we're doing this via Zoom because Zencaster wasn't working, which was really fun. Um, but last year, we'd had Julia on right after just some terrible things happened in the music industry and the world in general. Um, Rap Boys had just released a really great album. They were going to tour. And first headlining tour, printed the t-shirts and everything. I have one. It's a great shirt. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, everything gets canceled. So last time we talked, it was, um, we, we talked a little bit about, like, how you were keeping momentum going via these live streams. And it's about a year later. It looks like live music will possibly be back in the fall. Like, really hopeful that September-ish Um Music will will happen again. So, uh, do you, I, I just kind of wanted to get a take on like what happened this year? Like, how was how was the rest of your year? How's your past twelve months been? Yeah, um, it's been a year for sure. I think everyone has kind of their own personal individual experiences, but we've all kind of at the same time lived through this collective event. That's something I was thinking a lot about last night. Like everything that we're going through now, it just feels like, uh, I feel very like connected to people through social media, even though 
haven't like seen a lot of my friends in person in a long time. So it's been tough. I mean, I'm an introvert. I feel kind of like fine being alone most of the time. Um, and I feel lucky too, cause I live with two of my bandmates. And so we are kind of, we were kind of set up to be able to thrive as much as possible during this whole pandemic. Like we have our gear downstairs and we're able to record, you know, at home and, uh, it could have been way worse, but yeah, it's been really tough. Like we, uh, try to stay positive. We've been trying to stay busy. And like you said, having the possibility of playing shows again, you know, on the horizon is extremely exciting. So yeah, we're just doing our best to, uh, kind of work to that point and, and keep a little bit of momentum going. Cause yeah, it was, it was tough. Like having everything, having the rug kind of pulled out under our feet last spring, but yeah, again, it wasn't just us. Like that happened to everyone. So that was sure. not supported by the like shared misery of all my peers. But I was, it, it is a little bit comforting that it's not something, it's not like a mistake we made or it wasn't, you know, our fault. It was just circumstances and gotta yeah. figure out how to react. So the world you know. feels a little bit like one of those um, group therapy sessions. Uh, yeah like totally. everyone can like share their own experience it is and it is comforting to know that you're you're not alone when yeah all of this terribleness like nobody is nobody remembers how to play guitar <laughs> <laughs> no absolutely it's it is extremely comforting and it, it's nice too, like just to i don't know be able to reach out and like lean on your friends, even if it does feel like you're kind of having the same conversations about nothing, like, cause there's not that much to talk about, but yeah. I don't know. I've, I've kind of gone back and forth of never felt kind of more isolated, but also more connected to people in a weird way. So, um, yeah, but it's going to be weird getting back out into the world again. Like yeah. in a few weeks I'll be totally, you know, immunized or whatever the word. So, um, I think it's invincible. <laughs> so you're like, fully uh, <laughs> inoculated, and indeed. and then you'll be uh, immunized. Im- 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 yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Did you, like, did you do your research on the Porky Pig stutter, Andrew? <laughs> no, I've been spending my entire week moving. I, uh, I've done uh, 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 immunized. A boy. Yes. Yeah, I'm just really excited to go to a baseball game this summer. Yeah, it's going to be a, a, guaranteed rate, a guaranteed rate field. You know it. That's where I'll be. Catch me in section 555. Um, that's my zone. But yeah, I like cannot wait. It's going to be really weird, though, with shows. Like, I've seen a few tours be announced, and uh, people in the comments are like, what are the like COVID protocols you're taking? And like, no one has responded. And so I'm like, fuck. Like, Because we're going to announce some shows in a couple weeks, and I'm like, we need to figure that out before we announce these shows. Like, cause every show is in a different city, like different municipality. Like there's rules yeah. that might be different everywhere. So like having that figured out by the time you announce the tour is kind of important, but at the same time they it's, might change. So it's yeah. like, is it even worth like announcing that when maybe different by September? I don't know. So cause like in Seattle, huh. it's like 25% capacity has been the rule. But yeah. no venues are opening because, like, you can't make money at 25% capacity. Yeah. Like, imagine sure. if, ever, like, or you charge $100 for a ticket 
and then no. you charge forty dollars. I don't know. I I think if I had to pay a hundred dollars for a ticket to a show right now, I might. I might. <laughs> I, I'm getting pretty whole, desperate. There there are some bands I would pay a hundred dollars to see, like yesterday. Yep. Yeah, and I basically have paid a hundred dollars to see, but. It is just so interesting though how it's like different based on where you are because like in Nashville they're open. It's like, it's a free for all. Yeah, it's, and it's so, kind of a nightmare. Yeah, totally. So it's kind of a, a clusterfuck as far as like <laughs> just figuring out like a safe and consistent, stable way to tour. But yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll get it. We'll get it going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you have uh, some very exciting news coming up in twenty twenty two. It's been announced. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, baby. Europe. Julian Baker. Can't wait for that. I am like so stoked. That kind of like fell out of the sky. Yeah. uh, We were just so, so excited. (laughs) You were like, fuck yes. (laughs) Yeah. Well, been a big fan of theirs for a long time. And I don't know. um, I like randomly, I don't know, randomly met Julian Baker on tour in 2016. And she was like, and she was touring in a Prius back then. Nice. Yeah, a person. And she was just, right. the- it's just her. It's just her. Yeah. Back then it was, she has a band yeah. now. And, um, eventually she started playing with like a string section and stuff, but yeah, back then it was just her and a TM merch person in a Prius. And she was like the most down to earth, like warm, nice person. And, uh, yeah kind of just kept in touch a little bit over the years not really but um mm-hmm. the fact that yeah she invited us to do this tour is like so so awesome and we've been to europe a couple times but never like on an actual like official tour so um mm-hmm. this will be this will be something special for sure i remember when I, I saw her i drove up to vancouver bc to see her because i had a thing the night she was in seattle and rick and i were like let's just go to let's just go it sounds like fun it'll be fun and it was and every single person working on that tour with her was a woman nice down person the the whoever was collecting the merch money actually that might have been a dude but like it's like the 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 roadies the people on their setup all women like oh yeah yeah that is very possible to do neat that's really really cool yeah the woman with her uh when they were in a priest well, the woman. It was, yeah. It's just, uh, I don't know. It's just cool to see how she's, uh, grown over the years, but maintained like a very, I don't know. She's always just herself. And, uh, I really admire that. Um, yeah. new record's so cool with, I was waiting for this to happen for, you know, there to be drums and a full band. And it sounds just as cool as I was hoping it would. So nice. Super. Yeah. Speaking of new records, you have a new old record. <laughs> Indeed. So Rat Boys, uh, it, if I have this correct, re-recorded your first like record or EP, and it sounds great. Thank you. Yeah, we, we re-recorded 10 really, really old songs. The first half of that, the, the A-side is the first EP that we ever put out, and then the B-side is a collection of other old songs from that same time period that we never really put out um, like officially. So yeah, we went to the studio, re-recorded them. We also recorded a lot at home. So that was kind of fun because it was almost like calling back to the experience of recording the original 2011 songs in our bedrooms and stuff. So yeah, it was, uh, it was dope. 
What was it like emotionally revisiting those old songs? Because I feel like it's really easy to be hard on yourself for like, oh, I would have done that differently today. But also there's like when I revisit old stuff, I'm like, at the same time, like that was really good. Like I'm proud of what I, what I did. So like, how did that kind of land with you? Yeah, I'm probably leaning toward the second thing you mentioned where I was honestly really kind of surprised with how much I still enjoyed the old songs and uh, how much held up uh, as far as like the meaning and like the, I still like was kind of impressed with some of the lyrics and stuff. Granted, I'm definitely able to look back on some of those old songs now and be like, oh, like, you know, like for instance, the song Have a Heart, which I like a lot. I'm like, I wrote that song for a class and even collected yeah. those two songs. Like I wrote, I could tell now that I like wrote them for school because I definitely was like cramming in as much like specific information in the lyrics as I could. That was like relevant to what we were learning in class. And so uh, I definitely, if I could do those ones over, I probably would have like repeated some lyrics in a chorus or something. Cause they're so <laughs> wordy, you know, <laughs> So I definitely like I'm able to critique them from a distance now, but at the same time, uh I was kinda yeah, like surprised with how much they held up for me and and yeah, I, it was definitely wasn't like uh, cringy or anything. De- and don't get me wrong, there's some songs from like our earliest years that uh definitely are cringy looking back and we did not choose to record those. So um <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. we we were kind of you know, yeah, we were happy with the ones that we chose though. Nice. Cream of the crop. I'd like to, I'd like to think so, but yeah, honestly, like that first DP, um, like I still think it's really good. And it it was kind of interesting re-recording it because like, um, I didn't want to, like, I wanted it to be something new that could exist beside it and not replacing those original recordings or anything. Cause I still think, they have a lot of like heart and merit. So um, yeah, it was, it was a joy to do this though. And honestly, COVID gave us more time to do this than we would have had because for a long time, well, not a long time for like a few months before COVID, I had been brainstorming about how we could maybe bring these songs back to life or release them uh, around the 10 year anniversary. But then when COVID happened, we suddenly had like a ton of time to actually see it. Yeah, I feel like one of the themes of some of these revisits is that good things came out of, like, a big pause. Like, there were bad things, obviously, lots and lots of really bad things. And loneliness and, you know, what you thought was going to happen didn't happen. But there was a lot of time to work on things that maybe you weren't prioritizing but kind of wanted to do. 100%. Yeah, I feel like that's true for everyone. Like, we... um yeah, we were just kind of given this gift of having like supreme amounts of time on our hands. So we were able to learn a ton of new things. And yeah, I don't know if this record would have happened the way it did if we didn't have uh, the time we had. Because the original idea was to re-record the EP, put that on the A side, and then put the original recordings of the EP on the B side and release it like that. Um, huh. But suddenly we had more time. And so we we're like, oh, we could just do like five other songs in addition and have like a whole LP of new recordings to put out. So yeah, it it worked out great. And like I said, we had a lot of fun just messing around at home 
there wasn't really a hard deadline. Like we, we gave ourselves one eventually to, cause we knew that there were like final delays and stuff, which have yeah. become extreme. Um, like six luck- or eight months, some of them. Yeah. Luckily yeah. we got it like right in time. I think we sent out the vinyl order in December or something, but, um, yeah, it was, it was really chill though. We had like a lot of time to just try stuff at home. And since we were recording at home, we weren't on the clock for like a studio, you know, day rate or anything. So it was <laughs> yeah. super chill. Crazy. You have to be a little bit more creative and figure out some, how to play with it a bit. And yeah. Uh huh. Totally. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. It was usually really- writing in the studio is very expensive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> definitely don't do that. <laughs> we, we don't we go into the studio. We have a plan. So. Mm-hmm. There was something I was looking at on Twitter. Somebody had sent um, this recording and this person runs the studio, a message that says, Hey, we have nine songs and not finished yet, but we hope we can finish in the studio. We saw that your date rate is $400 and we want you to know that we take our music very seriously. And if you don't, if we don't have fully mixed and mastered nine songs in two days, we're not paying. I'm like, Oh, Sorry, what? You haven't even finished the songs and you want to do nine songs? Like, that might be possible to record if you're really tight and know what you're doing. It will not be possible to record if you are still writing the endings. Yeah. The ending will just fade out. <laughs> it's like the, the golden triangle of like, you can get it, like, one corner it's cheap, one corner it's quality, and one quarter corner it's fast. Like, you mm-hmm. pick two. <laughs> okay. Welcome back. Welcome back. We back. Yes, there's going to be a very awkward transition right in the middle of that. But uh, long story short, Andrew had to drop off. So we're going to talk for just a little bit longer because Julia's got hot sauce plans. (laughs) Yep. I really, uh, really overbooked myself today, but it's going to be great. And I'm happy that we get to keep chatting. Yeah, dude, that's me. Like every day, I don't know what I'm thinking when I'm like, I am just so atrocious at saying no. Yeah, me too. And it's like, it's fun to do stuff. So I just want to do it all, but we'll make it work. We will. Yes, 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 yes. Um, so we were talking a little bit about, um, the, the new old EP. And, uh, I think in, in, you know, we were talking about like, um, feeling proud about old, older songs and like, oh man, it's really cool that I could accomplish that when I was, you know, a little bit younger or like, I think the the key thing is just, um, and I try to practice this a lot as an adult, I think it's so easy to look back on, like, anything you did when you were younger and not be kind to yourself. But, like, then I think about, like, what little me would would think if she knew that adult me was being so hard on her. And I think she'd be really Mm. sad. So I try not, I try not to do that. And that's really, um, it's, it's something you gotta practice, I think. Totally. I, and I mean, like something I think about too, is, uh, when I look back at some of the, some of the music that we made 10 years ago and just, you know, life decisions I made, I feel like my, my move back then was just to go through life and like, not really think about it. Or if anything, like, obviously you want to, you know, put a little bit of thought into your decisions, but at the same time, like, just kind of trusting your instincts and uh, being yourself was just such like a big part of my life back then. Uh, if anything, I feel like I've like lost that a little bit over the years and it's kind of nice to look back and realize like, 
oh, that was that was the way you lived back then, and like good things happened. So it's yeah. good to kind of else and and just uh, you know live every day. So it's it's a good reminder of that for me. Yeah, and you know I I don't know how you feel, but like I feel personally like. I like where I am right now. I think I'm pretty happy with like the life I have. I'm, you know, happy to, that I'm living in Seattle, that I'm married to my husband, that I have like musical tools and, and have outlets and, and like my job. And I'm like, you know, every dumbass decision I made when I was younger still led to this, like mm-hmm. the shitty boyfriends, the shitty decisions, like all of that, like broken friendships, like, it led to this thing that I'm pretty, pretty okay with, like, like not just okay with, but just really genuinely happy with. Yeah. I think that's, uh, that's the goal, you know? Yeah. And I'm right there with you. I, I feel, uh, any regrets that I have about the past are vastly outweighed by just general, you know, contentment with the way things are now. So I feel lucky to be in that position for sure. Yeah, and the the band's doing really well. What else could you What else could you ask for? This this thing you've been working on for ten years, you're going to be an overnight success. Oh my god! Well, <laughs> even right. Well, like just to have uh, people like by our side who believe in what we're doing. Like it's taken us years to kind of like meet people and gather them together, and uh, that is the ultimate goal: is to just kind of have uh, you know relationships that you can depend on, and that. Uh, you know, nourish you. And that's, that's something that we still are working on. And it's, yeah. it's kind of a lifelong goal for me. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's really great. Um, let's talk about Skyline Chili. Just kidding. I really yeah. do want to talk about Skyline. I'm though. always down. You right, know. What's, what's your go-to Skyline order? I usually just get, uh, it depends if I'm like hungry. I will either get two or three cheese conies with mustard and onions. Yeah, and the biggest Mountain Dew they sell. <laughs> and I love my favorite thing too. While I'm waiting, if I'm inside in the drive-through, it's different. But you know, get the oyster crackers. Mm-hmm. They got the little hot sauce bottle. You can like dab a single dot of hot sauce on the oyster cracker. Yeah, Each cracker one. bombs. Yes. So that's my. Yeah. Uh, what about you? Mine is I do two cheese counties, mustard and onions, and then I do this child size uh, three way. Ah, that's it's just so- enough. It's just enough. That's such a good idea. I have a yeah. confession. I never had like the spaghetti, the three way, four way, whatever at Skyline. I've only ever done the conies. And I'm so that's just kind of how I am. Once I like find a thing I like, I just kind of order that until I die. So, yeah, I might. No, have- I, yeah. That's a really good idea, though, because that's, like, not too much of a commitment. Like, because I don't want to waste food. But no, uh, that's, that's a good idea. Three ways are fucking enormous. Yeah, I don't need that much, but that'll be, that's a real idea. I'll probably do that next time. I think another thing is that, like, you can buy, you can buy the chili, you can buy regular noodles, and you can buy, like, mild cheese and shred it finely yourself. But you literally can't buy those little ass hot dogs. No. Nope. Those little buns. You can't. No. And I would honestly argue that the shredded cheese they use, I know it's literally just like the shittiest, like shredded, you know, American cheese, whatever, but like the texture of it is so perfect. And in my opinion, like extremely difficult to replicate that I tried making myself once. Did you buy the pre-shredded cheese? Cause that has like that weird, like a powdery film that keeps it. Yeah. And that, that, that's, that ain't it. It's like, it has to be mild cheddar. 
has to be finely shredded. And then they have somebody there who's like puffs up. Fluffing it. Yeah. They have a cheese fluffer. (laughs) Crucial. Yeah. That's a, that's a professional right there. So that is labor. Can't do that myself. Skilled, skilled labor. Pay that person the money. Mm Mm-hmm. In Tacoma, there used to be a chili parlor. It was called the Chili Parlor, and it was a guy from mm. Cincinnati. And he he did his best. He did his best, yeah. but the big thing, the big issue that we always had with him is he just bought the pre-shredded cheese. You know, nah. It's not melting in right. Like, I... Nah. Nah. Yeah, that was always... A, like, that was a place that my brother and I dearly wanted to love, but... Uh, yeah. What a shame. Yeah. Wow. It was a farce, but hey... You know, I got some Skyline in the freezer. Nice. <laughs> Sorry, I don't Jealous. Yeah, Skyline in the freezer, no graders in the freezer right now. Uh, That's okay. Got Skyline in the pantry. It's a, sp- ah. it's a special occasion food. Like, I'm Respect. not a svelte, I'm not the, the sveltest lady. So, like, if I, if I go box eight rounds right now, maybe I'll feel like I can have some. Uh, nice. A little treat for a, a physical treat. exertion. Yes, I got to learn how to stop, like, I don't know how other people reward themselves, but I always reward myself with either food or guitar shit. Oh, yeah. I'm the same way. I'm completely, or TV sometimes. I, like, will say, like, oh, I can watch an episode of this once I've done this dumb task that I keep procrastinating, but. I did something good. I get to watch a Frasier now. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's like, I mean, it actually sounds less damaging then eating and it sounds less expensive. or you do both at once and that's when it gets pretty wild mm. mm-hmm. that is that is the money stuff that is the that's the good thing and yeah so uh you get any new guitar pedals lately bring it back to gear so i got one for christmas it's actually the julia pedal uh, <laughs> for, yeah i uh my friend eric uh who plays in pet symmetry was uh, telling me about that pedal and was kind of joking and like you should get this because of my name and yeah. but then he was actually like it's my favorite chorus pedal I've ever played blah blah and uh, I've never owned a chorus pedal I I really don't have it's only my third guitar pedal um, yeah other sooner and so um, I was like yeah fuck it like I should probably expand my my uh, palette my sonic palette so uh, and also I had a kind of an uh, epiphany recently where i was like oh i don't necessarily need to bring this on the road like just because i don't have any songs that would use this on tour i can just use it at home to record and stuff so um and i can write with it so that was exciting honestly i haven't really used it much though i'm kind of ashamed i need to like uh i've been so focused on like rehearsing songs for shows and stuff i haven't really and i usually write with an acoustic guitar and so i haven't really used that but Hopefully this summer, we're kind of going to switch gears this summer and earnestly, you know, keep working on new music. And so mm-hmm. I'll be able to break that out for sure. Nice. Yeah. The Julia, uh, it has a lot of fans. It's voice a little dark for my taste, but uh, mm. like that's something that you can compensate pretty, pretty easily. For I sure. Playing like a very bright amp, you, you, you would love something like that, but. Totally. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't play bright amps. I play dark amps anyway, so it's just dark on dark on dark. Respect. Yeah, my I don't even know. My amp is just kind of like uh, it sounds insane. So it'll be <laughs> interesting uh, what comes of it. But so far, when I've just like kind of chilled on it, it's been really nice. And honestly, we 
we ran a Dave's lap steal through it once, and that sounded really cool. So, oh yeah, we'll just have to give it a go. And even like, it might be cool to like run vocals through it or something. I don't know. Um, just yeah. gonna see what happens. Yeah, I have this pedal from Old Blood Noise Endeavors. It's called the the Maw. And I don't. I think there's a. I don't know if there's a chorus setting on it, but it's basically um an XLR N. You can control. You can add like saturation for a little bit more distorted tone. But then there's like a a, a ton of effects. Um, mm. And it's really, really fun. There's an octave up and octave down, which is really funny all the time. And then reverbs and delays and um, a rotary kind of sound. So I, wow. I like that. I like I like playing acoustic instruments with that. Just like put an SM57 up and uh, just strum the acoustic guitar of the Mando into That's some cool. weird, weird effects. Yeah. Open That's awesome. Plugins. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I uh, that's how I first started out, like experimenting with effects. Was I have this amp? It's called a Roland Micro Cube. It's like yeah. a tiny, tiny amp. It runs on batteries. Like you don't even need to plug it in. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has some built-in presets, like a flanger, and uh, I don't even know what else. Just some weird, like little. They're kind of like really cheesy, but I also love them. And so when I was first, like. Uh, writing songs in my bathroom in Kentucky, I would just like plug my acoustic guitar into that because it had my acoustic guitar had a pickup at the time. And that was my first, uh, it felt kind of like I had a pedal. I didn't know what pedals were at the time. So that was just it for me, but it was awesome. I still have a soft spot for that stuff. (laughs) But amp is so stuff. Oh, those, those are like big busker amps because of the batteries. But, uh, yeah, my first, my first foray was kind of I had one of those Line Six amps, like a Flex Tone okay. Two. Um, I cool. never really got a ton of use out of the effects on it, to be honest. But uh, mm. I was like, I might be the only person who ever bought that amp and then just use like the cleanest setting it had. <laughs> for sure, yeah, it was definitely the effects on the Micro Cube were more for my benefit. I don't know if I ever showed them to anyone, but I was mostly <laughs> trippy by myself you know <laughs> i had my mom get uh my mom just my mom taught me my first guitar chords on acoustic and she's been oh, getting cool. into electric over quarantine and i uh had her get one of those um it's like a fender mustang amp and it has a bunch of built-in effects and i don't think she's really been playing with it very much but <laughs> i think she's gotten she's had some fun she's like you know so i was doing one of those lessons for a david bowie song and it said and it said that this is the, the preset you want to use it to sound like the album. And I'm just not quite sure how to like make the sounds. I'm like, oh, this is fun. This is really that's cute. That's great. Like, well, it's there for Phaser. It's there for her whenever she's ready. Mm-hmm. She and I have matching Jazz Masters now. She bought the um, Aww, American Professional awesome. 2 series. Yeah, I sent my Fender guy a picture of me sitting on the sofa playing mine, and then because my, my mom has sent me a picture of her sitting on the sofa playing hers, and I sent them both to him. I think he thought it was pretty great. That rules. Yeah, cool. Well, I know you got to get going because you got to, you know, have a hot sauce experience that hopefully will be better <laughs> than my hot sauce experience. Yeah, man. I will let you know how it goes for I sure. As well, I hope it goes well. Um, so uh, where can people check out Rap Boys? Yeah, well, we are uh, kind of all over the internet. We are on rapboys.bandcamp.com. Um, we got, I don't know when this episode is going to air, but April 29th. Okay. Is, Tuesday, okay, great. Yeah, April 29th, which is on, on Thursday night, we're going to do our big 10th anniversary show. We did kind of a cool thing with it. We like went to Shuba's. Have you ever been to Shuba's? I haven't been to Shuba's, but I'm familiar. 
It's a really great venue. It's one of the first venues that we played when we uh, started playing shows in Chicago. But anyway, they let us bring in all this furniture into Shuba's um, and we set it up on the floor and kind of tried to make it feel like a living room show. Yeah, uh, little vignettes almost. Yeah, well, yeah, that was the first show we ever played was a living room show. And the idea was Aww. to try to make it feel like that, make it feel really cozy and intimate. And uh, yeah, so that I'm so, so happy with how that works out. And uh, yeah, we it's super different from any of the live streams that we've done uh, during the pandemic because uh, we, you know, had a, a friend who brought a bunch of nice microphones and some friends who brought some nice cameras. And so it like looks and sounds nicer than uh, the other stuff we've been doing. But yeah. anyways, that was April 29th and we're really, really excited for that. Um, is it free or is it a um, people buy like fans.live or something? It's ticketed. It's on rapboys.bank.com. It's 10 bucks. I, I like to think it's worth it. There's a lot of uh, old footage in it too. And we did like some interviews kind of just reminiscing. So it's more of like a, it's almost like a documentary kind of. Oh. Um yeah, we put a lot of time and effort and money into making this. So we're just hoping to break even and uh, have something cool to share with people. So, and we're gonna well, do. I'll, I'll drop the link for that in the in the video description in the show notes for the listeners. If you're listening, click on that link. Cool. Thanks. Yeah, it's uh, we're gonna do a little Q and A after too. We're just gonna be hanging live. Nice. Uh, but then also, yeah, we're on Twitch. Watch Rap Boys. We go live. We try to do it. It's been a little bit inconsistent lately, but. Ideally, we go live once a week, so we'll be back. I think May 1st is going to be the next show, uh, Derby Day. So oh, was- yes. You're going to drink your mint juleps? And we're going to bet live on TV, so it's going to be something. <laughs> Dude, I did. Um, I worked for a company, and uh, we did an event that was on Derby Day, and it was called the Front Stretch Festival. And uh, the guy who like was running the whole thing, he forgot that the Derby is like, early afternoon and is over in 90 seconds like, yeah and then everybody left at like by like 2 30 or something very early and we just had all this whiskey and shit and we're like oh fuck yeah what am i supposed to do with all this booze yeah gotta start we, early we bought it and then it was like tastings and then people could buy more tokens but yeah you learn a lot working whiskey of tastings because i've worked i've worked several and they are um yeah. Well, hey, there are worse things than a leftover yeah. bourbon, for sure. I didn't get any of the leftover bourbon. I just got whatever I could fit in my flask. Um, <laughs> well, hey, that's better uh, than nothing. Better than scary. nothing. So this episode drops on four twenty. Nice. Well, happy holidays to all of our <laughs> weed smokers out there. Um, to celebrate. Yes, indeed. Sending greetings. You, um, but yeah, I, I'm just stoked. We're going to be announcing some tour dates for the fall uh, in mid-May. So really, really excited. That. The four of us will all be fully vaxxed by then. So super excited just to get back out there, and hopefully, hopefully we can all commune in person again before too long. Yes. Well, thank you so much for for joining us uh, again. Video description links, yada yada yada. Rat Boys has a Patreon. I think I support your Patreon. Cool. I think you do too. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I like. I just take the Patreon money people give me and I funnel it into like yours and Charlie Bliss, my friend Mike, my friend so, who runs the Modular Podcast, Podular Modcast, and yeah, I'm just like let's just redistribute funds. 
Um, that rule. Well, thank you. That's my favorite. Andrew doesn't know I do that. <laughs> no. I don't care. I pay for everything. Um, what else? Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, please rate review this podcast on iTunes. It really helps us. Click subscribe on the YouTube. Check out Rat Boys on Twitch. Check out all the links in the video description. Uh, Julie, again, thanks so much. I think what you all are doing is very wonderful. I think you guys make great music. And I love the creativity you all have had throughout this past year from hell. It's been really <laughs> nice to really nice to see. And also nice to see you all get some get some props. Because I remember I was coming back from Tree Fort once, put on KEXP in the car, heard y'all on like KXP was playing one of your songs. And I was like, damn, that's really that's, great. Yeah. Dude, that is great. I I really appreciate you listening and having me on and uh just saying, I think we might be at Tree Fort later this year. So maybe oh, we'll uh okay. maybe we'll see. Well, maybe, maybe I'm hopeful to it's go one of the next two tree forts. They're like six months apart this time, but, um, they are, they are. yeah, well, I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm invested in tree fort now. I did the wee funder for them because I think it's a great festival, but it um, is so, yeah, I won't keep you any longer. Um, thanks for watching. Thanks for understanding. Until next time. My name is Emily. Andrew bounced a while ago. That's Julia. If you're listening, you're about you. to hear a gr- if you're listening just on the podcast, you're about to hear Michelle Sullivan and the All Night Boys featuring me. All right, ready? Goodbye. One, two, <laughs> See ya.